Welcome, Welcome to, to All Things Charity. I'm Germany. And I'm Eileen. And we are the, the Dynamic, Dynamic Duo. Duo. Welcome to another episode, you guys. This is episode number eight. We think. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. Um, if you haven't already watched our previous episode where we talked, we talked about dating outside of the church or, you know, just dating apps in general, make sure to check that episode out. But in today's episode, it's going to be a little controversial. Yes. (laughs) We are going to be talking about how to heal after you've experienced church trauma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we get started, Germany, will you please welcome us in prayer? Yes. Okay. Let's bow our heads down. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity for us to get in front of a camera right now and just speak to your people, Father. Thank you for allowing us to make this all work. And I'm praying that whoever is watching, whoever is listening right now, that they can really get something from this episode, that they can really feel you, they can feel your presence, and that you can speak to them whatever it is that you want them to do how you want them to heal moving forward and how you want them to just forgive father i pray that you bless this episode i thank you i love you and i praise in jesus mightiest name amen so i just wanted to kind of um just retouch a little bit on last episode right so we were talking like you said about the dating culture and the church and mm-hmm. kind of expanding from that right from this like said rules that you know, most churches have that are man-made. And we were just kind of talking about, like, we don't necessarily believe that God is limiting. You know, he's not a limiting God. And it doesn't mean necessarily that, like, our spouse, right, is going to be only within a specific church. Like, I don't know, he could be out the country. He could be, like, I don't know, just anywhere, right? And same thing goes vice versa for the brothers, right? their their spouse their wife doesn't necessarily have to be within the church so um that's one thing and to add to that i just wanted to share again as always this is a safe space for everyone and you you guys um really inspire us to continue to share our stories yeah and so i just wanted to touch a little bit upon um just like forgiveness Mm -hmm. you know when it comes to dating um within the church and experiences like that. Um, So I just wanted to say, like, we're supposed to be, you know, forgiving one another and repenting truly first and foremost to God and then, you know, making amends with one another. Um, And it's something that I've attempted to do myself, right? Um, But at the same time, I've been learning that also – the importance of self-love right mm-hmm. and like setting boundaries so at some point it's like you try you try try to make amends with someone but there comes a point where they just you know they're not open to it or they're not ready to receive to receive that right and they're not ready to properly apologize and it's coming to the point of understanding that it has nothing to do with me personally for example Mm. but everything to do with that person who's just not ready to do that and it can be very frustrating and also realizing that sometimes a lot of times people project right their traumas their past history their past history of dating onto you Mm -hmm. and and it's it stinks right It, it sucks but it's you know it's just the reality of how things are sometimes um and just reminding ourselves also to show ourselves that same love that we can extend to others i know that i struggle with that personally um it's just really tough like Mm -hmm. i've shared with you right like i i don't know for some reason like i can pour into other people so much like pour into a significant other when i'm in a relationship pour into Mm -hmm. my family my friends um, but I can't do the same for me in that same way. And you were saying something about to me, like about how can you then do that if you're pouring from an empty cup, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, I've just really been thinking about that. And then, you know, at the same time, also this applies for 
sisters, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes like we as women are supposed to be like empowering one another. But I've seen it. We've seen it even within the church how we can tear each other apart. And it's really sad. Like it's just really disappointing, I guess, and disheartening. And, you know, I, I think about like how does God see that? Mm. What is he thinking about us destroying one another? And I think you brought up a good point. Like already we have been segregated mm-hmm. in terms of like our gender. So a lot of right. times we'll have events that's just for, for sisters, others for brothers, which I understand like there's certain topics that it's more beneficial to speak amongst sisters right. and amongst brothers. So that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But I feel like already we have that division, right? Mm-hmm. So within the, the sisterhood, we're having even a greater division. Like we're tearing each other down. We're not encouraging each other the way that we should. There's certain wording that we use. Like we're just not as careful with the choice of words. Our tongue. Our tongue. We're just kind of like, I'm just going to say whatever. This is just the reality. This is the truth. But we we also need to keep in mind that God calls us to tell others the truth, but in love and gentleness. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've had to learn myself. Like I used to be that type of person. Mm -hmm. I had that mentality that I just thought that I'm just going to tell the person whatever, and I'm not Mm going to care about how it comes across to them. But now I'm learning like people have feelings. We all have Mm -hmm. feelings. And the way that we communicate something really makes a difference Mm -hmm. on how Mm -hmm. that person will receive it. And when we're being harsh about something we see that may say a sister needs to work on something and we're being harsh especially if we don't know each other right exactly especially and she may like it may be great advice but the sister may dismiss it because all she she can't get past the fact that this, the other sister is being disrespectful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think that's just something for us to keep in mind yeah. just be mindful of like the fact that we need to guard our tongues sometimes yes. we need to know how to handle certain situations yeah, how to speak to one another. how to speak to one another how to mm-hmm. protect each other like i want to be able to have a conversation with my sisters and for them not to feel judged by me right. or like they can't right. co- they can't confide in me because it really just brings a lot of shame and then mm-hmm. we fall into mm-hmm. like not wanting to confess to each other not wanting to even talk to each other or like right. just share our lives with each other exactly and it's just it's there's no point in like just de- being demeaning, mm. you know, belittling one another. We're supposed to be encouraging one another, <laughs> right? Not discouraging. <laughs> just like we talked about like encouragement dates, right? Mm. Like we can also have like encouragement hangouts as among sisters like we've done before. Like yeah. we just hang out, we do things like, you know, that's that's what we're called to do. That's what we should be doing instead of tearing each other apart. Yeah. And it's just sad because, like, you know, I, I've i seen an example, right? I'm not going to disclose, like, details or anything, confidentiality, but I saw an example where a sister was just being very disrespectful in her delivery, mm. you know, towards the other sister based off of her choice of, I guess, clothing that she wears, right? How she portrayed herself on social media. Right, how she portrays herself on social media. And the terms that she used were just very hurtful, very mm-hmm. demeaning. And I give a lot of credit to the sister who received those comments, you know, and she was really being the bigger person. And she she acted out of, love and respect instead of Mm. being hostile as well you know Mm. because she could have chosen to do that um you know and i just think like you said there's ways of of just handling situations without having to be disrespectful to Mm. one another you know like especially like we're grown adults like you know we we should know better in a sense um especially as christians Mm. right that's tough too because it's like, yes, now we're Christians, right? We're trying to live this brand new life in Christ, but it's also a learning experience. So I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of mm-hmm. times we just haven't done the work right. that needs to be done in order for us to become the new creation yes. or like even our, our past. Our past really influences how we act, it how does. we communicate with people. So I think a lot of times <laughs> we may not reflect on like the fact that maybe I am being, I'm coming across this way because I may have jealousy 
jealousy issues against yeah. the sister or like I'm envious I'm insecure or like I feel threatened by her mm-hmm. I feel like I need to control her I feel like mm-hmm. she's offending God mm-hmm. and those are all valid feelings but it's like we need to know how to acknowledge those feelings and then redirect them in mm-hmm. a healthy way exactly. if we don't know then we can practice we can talk to people about it reflection is so important and it really starts with that like reflecting asking people like can you just let me know like what do you think i i need to work on and i know it can be tough like even for me i can get prideful sometimes Mm -hmm. and i have and i get amazing like brothers and sisters and they just tell me what they just tell me in my face what i need to work on and deep down i want to be like I, I never asked. Like, don't, don't, please don't. But I need to swallow my pride and just hear them out. Like, I just need to hear what they're saying. And a lot of times they're right. And I'm like, okay. And I just get, I get so defensive because I'm like, I already know. I know that. Like, why are you yeah, telling yeah. me? But it's, it's a sense of pride. I think that's just the biggest thing. It's just really like hearing people out. And then when you're going to give the advice, being cautious with your wording. If you have to pray about it beforehand, do that. If you're someone like me, who I need to prepare myself to have difficult conversations because I know that I can get out of character very quickly. Like, mm-hmm. it's me just, too. I may not even want to, mm-hmm. but like in the moment mm-hmm. I'll get defensive and I'll start like raising my voice and I don't realize it. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I needed to reflect on and people had told me multiple times. So I was like, okay, they can't all be wrong. So I need to mm-hmm, figure out yes. what, what do I need to change? So now it's like, I just need to, in the moment, like be intentional of like, okay, don't raise your voice. Okay. Hear them out. Like it's going to take moments of you legit, right, like right. being in your mm-hmm. head, like fighting those battles in your mind, fighting that spiritual warfare and like mm-hmm. just battling right. it out in your mind because it doesn't always come natural to us we're natural sinners and we don't naturally want to hear people out we don't Mm -hmm. naturally want to allow people to tell us what we don't want to hear but we need to hear yeah by nature Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just really being intentional how we communicate things to people and working on that every day Mm -hmm. learning how to be better communicators how to just love our brothers and sisters the way that they want to be loved not the way that we necessarily want to love them Mm -hmm. but the way that they receive love like understanding that people mm-hmm. receive it in different ways. Yeah. We can't just use one communication style with everyone. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> sorry, in addition to that, you know, even even when receiving advice, like I'll go back to what I've said before, right? It's important to you had mentioned this too before, like, you know, maybe ask, you know, what the person needs, you know, in the moment. Do they need advice? Do they just want someone to just vent to? You know, do they just want to like be heard? Sometimes all you want is just to be heard and that's it. Maybe you just need a hug, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that point and also if they do ask for advice, you know, no matter what it is, even if like you're rebuking something, like be gentle about it. Mm. You know? Whether it's it's, you know, a discipling partner, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a friend, like whoever it is, just being mindful like like you said and also like treat others how you'd want to be treated right Amen. we said it all the time but we don't actually practice it you know so that's that's something <clears throat> for sure that came to mind um but on a more positive note uh we wanted to to say how inspired we were right based off of last episode where we talked about again dating and and all of that and especially like dating outside the church um using dating apps using dating conventional ways of meeting a significant other yeah so you want to share about the story that you've spoken to us so we actually shortly after the episode Mm -hmm. released we found out that there was a sister in our church Mm -hmm. who started dating a brother outside of our church Yeah, yeah and it was just like so encouraging for us because yes it's one thing for us to talk about it and we personally have our views on it but to see it actually be played out like it was so encouraging for us to be like wow like okay amen sis amen and membro for making it work you know for you guys being an inspiration and showing that there are different ways like for you to meet your significant other that there's different everyone just happens to a different story to Mm -hmm. tell Mm -hmm. and 
yeah, it's we're, unique. Right? It's, yeah, it's their unique story. Right. So we were just inspired, like just the way they were they're so open about like yeah. their walk, their they're getting advice from other couples and other brothers and sisters, and they're just trying to com- they're commu- they're keeping the communication open. Mm-hmm. So I, I think mm-hmm. it's just it's a very it seems like a very healthy yeah. way yeah. Um, of meeting someone, and it seems like their relationship was brought it's been brought to the light. Like they haven't kept anything yes. you know to themselves. They're just kind of being open about the whole process. So yeah, we wanted to share that story because yeah. it's just encouraging we found out after the episode aired and we're like wow amen no, no, like no, no, no. it's like okay at least we're like we're, it's not just us it's yeah. actually being played out like it's actually happening there's it's been, hope there's hope <laughs> so for anyone out there like there yes. is hope you know like it's just been very encouraging to see to see it that is. happen yeah it is very encouraging and again like nowhere in the bible does it say like oh this specific church is the only church where yeah. you'll be meeting your spouse. Matter of fact, we're not even promised to have a spouse, right? We're not. It's not guaranteed that that's mm. going to be part of our life story. Yeah, uh, that's something that a lot of us do yearn for and do want. I know I do. I want marriage and a blended family and all that. You know, but um, only God knows if that's what He has in store for me. But but again, like, I remain open, you know, mm-hmm. I remain open to the possibility of, like, you know, it could be anyone, anywhere. And God, again, he's so powerful. He can, he can transform our lives. He can transform mm-hmm. our hearts, like, our minds, our thoughts. Like, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to limit myself like I said last time. Yeah, and I think also, like, on the receiving end, like even if you personally do, you don't believe that you want to do that. Like you want to stick to your own mm-hmm. church. Kudos to you. Like we're not yeah. judging you either. No, like course. that's that's your deci- your decision to make, right. right? But I think also like just because you may not want to look outside of your your fellowship, um, it doesn't mean that you need to judge others right. for right doing what they what, what they're they're being led to do, yeah. you know, or like shame them or shun them or mm-hmm. even like kick them out of the kick church. them out of the church or just yeah. speak poorly to them Can't or stop that. talking to them because it's just these are things that have happened yeah. when and again I think it's all about control. Mm-hmm. It's like for example if mm-hmm. I, I I let's say for example I wasn't open to the idea and Eileen is right and she says like oh she met this person he's a, he's a brother but he's from a different church and then um, automatically I'm like okay I mean well we can't be friends I can't talk to you anymore like ridiculous ho- hopefully that goes well like and it's like I'm shutting her out like I'm not even allowing her to express herself mm-hmm. I'm like immediately judging her and it's like it's all about control it's just because I didn't get my way because yeah. I wanted Eileen to date within the church and she's not doing what I want to do right. now I'm going to lash out on her mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. i feel like it's a lot about control like we're it trying is. to have way too much control over our brothers and sisters like if they owe us anything like if they're we're playing god right we're, we're playing god. Play god we're trying to take god's job mm-hmm. away from him like that's god for god needs to judge eileen god will judge yeah. me individually yeah. all i need to do is just encourage <clears> her and yes if i believe maybe there is like a red flag and i can just like i can tell her if she's open to to hearing right, it right. but not like completely close her out and stop talking to her and like it's like we're not in a cult <laughs> this is the body of <laughs> exactly. christ like if someone Amen. doesn't want to do what i i want them to do like all right just leave it at that like yeah. i don't why do i need to control people's lives and i think that's really about control the image is a huge thing too like what are people yes. going to think oh yes. well i'm a friend with eileen and if they see that she's with a brother from a different church what are they going to think of me like who cares why are exactly. we so focused on what people think? We should be focused on what God, what God says thinks. of us. Like, That's it. I don't care about anybody else. Right. I'm sorry. And we're not trying to be rude. We're yeah. just being open and honest yeah. because we know that there's a lot of this going on. Yeah. We're just trying to expose it so that we can change and we can be better. Yeah. And we know there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way we feel. We've gotten so much positive feedback. Praise God. Yeah. And it's just, I think it goes back to, you know, bringing up church trauma. It's just we've some some of us have been really hurt and really tra- traumatized by these experiences that we're afraid to open up. I know that was my case. Like in the beginning, like I was really hurt. You know, mm-hmm. I was really hurt. I I felt barely judged. I felt like I 
to the point that like I just can't confess. I can't can't say what I'm struggling with or anything. Just you know, close into myself and shutting people out. Why? Because every time I would say something, I would feel judged. And even if it wasn't something that I did per se, I was blamed for other people's behavior. Mm. As if like because I'm a woman, oh, I am responsible for that person's purity. No. Their actions. Their actions. Like, no, I'm sorry. We're each responsible for our own selves and we need to learn to have self-control, you know? And so it just could be so, so damaging and so traumatic. And um, it could even like affect one's spirituality. I know that for me, you know, it did. It affected, it affected, you know, my spirituality a lot to the point where I was like, I don't even know if I want to be here. Mm. you know and that's real Mm. and there's i know there's other people out there that feel the same like you might not want to be part of your church anymore just because of all the pain Mm. you've experienced but what's kept me going is you know remembering why i'm here right like i'm not here for everyone else i'm sorry i'm not trying to sound you know disrespectful or rude or conceited or proud you know things i have been called but it's because I'm here for God. I'm here because I have my own relationship with God, and that's unique to me. Mm. My relationship with God is mine and his only. Mm. Like you said, at the end of the day, we're all sinners, right? And at the end of the day, whatever sins I commit, I'm going to have to answer to God when, when it's my you know, when it's my day. Yeah. When day comes. When judgment day comes, it's gonna be me and him. It's not gonna be me, him, and, and Germany. Oh, Germany, help me out. You Save me, please, for that one thing I didn't know. Like, yeah. let's just keep it real. You know what I'm saying? And then just also, like, I think being mindful of um, <clears throat> just, like, also, like, again, leadership, right? Like, let's just be mindful and, and remember that, you know, where did you come from before that? You know, let's oh, let's remember to be humble and, mm-hmm. and have that humility and remember how it is. Like, for example, like you had shared earlier, like what if I was to date someone that's not from the church, right? Um, and let's just say that because of the upkeeping of the image of the church, you know, that you stop being my friend, right? So it brought me back to the beginning when you and I started becoming friends and it was like, oh, Two baby Christians being friends, that's like a no-no. That's like trouble because you guys just, you know, got to know God or whatnot. Or whatnot. And, and it's like too easy for you guys to fall back into your old ways. And I, I'm sorry, but I totally found that to be hurtful mm. and very discouraging because it's like, do you remember and did you stop and reflect? Do you, like you said, reflection how it was and how it felt when you just became a Christian. Yeah. Right? And it's a process, like you said. It's not like and I'm still struggling. Like, I'm not going to lie. I I sin every single day in so many different ways and it's I'm not proud of it. Right. But it's the truth. Right? And it's it's gonna take time for me to not resort back to my old ways. Like when I get upset and I get really, really, really hurt, like yeah, I can I can say things that are very hurtful sometimes too. And I, t- I too, like you shared, and thank you for being so vulnerable. Yeah. I too can be proudful. I too can get loud. You know what I'm saying? And I resort back to that. Why? Because that's that's how we've lived our whole lives. How many years? Like, how many years of that have we lived? Versus a couple months versus a couple of years. Yes. Like, and we're expected to all of a sudden be like this like brand new creation, like this perfect person. No. Nobody's going to go perfect. through the process of sanctification. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. even then, even disciples, Christians who've been Christians for over 30 plus years, they're hiding behind mm-hmm. closed doors, doing their thing behind closed doors and doing, you know, like we're, we just... We just want to be real. Like, yeah. no yeah. matter how how many years you've been part of the church, how many years you've been a Christian, whatnot, it doesn't make you perfect. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make you more or less than someone who's a baby Christian, someone who's a, I don't know if it, this is a term, but a toddler Christian, because I don't <laughs> even know, like, these terms sometimes <laughs> confusing. Yeah, a- so are you a preschooler now, I guess? I, that's something that I legit was, I kept asking, like, 
wait, so at what point, like, I generally, I'm like, at what point am I no longer called a baby disciple? Like, and, and this is, that's the thing, like, I get it, like, I, there's certain, you know, take some time that we're just, like, being right. fed a spiritual milk, and there's things that we're still learning, growing in, and we need, mm-hmm. like, we need to have close, like, people in our lives to help us through that process. Right. I get that. But then constantly calling someone, like, yeah baby this baby that. like it's like or nobody's gonna listen to you right to you both young christians like, like it's like you're not allow you're not giving the person the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. you're not allowing them to grow to flourish like i for a long time internalized mm-hmm. that and i'm like yeah well i guess maybe it's because i'm a baby disciple i can't yeah i can't speak i can't get on top of get in front of a stage i can't even give any input i don't know any yeah. any scriptures to share like i legit at some point was just I just blocked myself. I'm like I need to rely on other disciples. Yeah. And then it got to a point where like yeah. and now it's, I'm going on two years, almost two years, this month. And wow, recently I'm like that. I know I get a sign flies, but it's like recently I'm like no 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 I'm no longer going to title myself a baby disciple. Like I know the growth that I've had. It's been God and I this whole time, and I know how much he's grow, how much I've grown, how much wisdom he has like just given me mm-hmm. and i know that yeah. i'm capable of getting in front of a stage i may make mistakes but we it's all, all a process we all yeah. do and i know that i have a lot to offer to my brothers and sisters in christ i can share scriptures with them i can share encouragement with them i'm not i'm no longer going to think that i need another disciple yeah. to handhold me through the process mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i think that's the whole thing even like with eileen <laughs> like so what she hasn't even made it a year so like, mm-hmm. she's still going through the process, and I'm not going to yeah. be like, oh, well, anything that Aileen shares is like, I'm not going to take it because she's too young, and I just can't mm-hmm. trust her judgment. Mm-hmm. She has the Holy Spirit. Yeah, It's like, Amen. we need to develop it, but if I encourage her, she will feel better, and she will and she'll probably feel more encouraged to actually continue on her walk. Exactly. But if I'm discouraging her, exactly. just telling her, well, you're a child, you're, she's going to internalize that and actually act on that. And she may never even want to learn because it's like, oh, well, I'm going to just stay a baby yeah, Christian. <laughs> exactly. It's like, and, and that's a very real thing, though, psychologically speaking. Like, it's like you, you, you basically, and yeah, you say you t- internalize it. And now it's like, you feel like this is, this must be true. Like, this is, this must be who I am. You start believing, you it. know, and, and that happened to me in the beginning. Like, that's why it took so long to like, even really come to the decision and praying so much about this podcast about like even coming out with this podcast because i was constantly consistently being told like Mm. you're baby christian you lack wisdom you lack wisdom you lack wisdom and i was just like hold on a minute like i lack wisdom i'm young in the faith i understand that but but who who is anyone to tell me that god can't use me that god can't use anyone as I, I shared with you today, earlier, I remember years ago, you know, um, I was just waiting for the bus to go to school. I was going to college. And um, I remember a person experiencing homelessness approached me and he sat next to me. And at first I was like, uh, what's going on? But then he, <laughs> and this is way before me becoming a disciple. And he just said to me, I just want you to know that God loves you. Mm. And that he's with you. And I mean, God used a complete stranger to get to me. Yeah. A complete stranger. You don't know if he was or wasn't a Christian, but God still used him. Yes. And that's, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Like that point too, that like a lot of times we have, and I know I'm guilty of this and I'm still trying to make amends for that. But a lot of times, especially in the beginning, I was like, oh, um, you know, using terminology that we sometimes use that can be offensive to to non-Christians. And so, you know, now I'm just like, you know, no, that's not right. That's that's not right. Like, remember who you were, Eileen. Remember Mm. who you still are sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. that part of you is not dead. It's not completely gone. I wish it was, but we resort to our sinful nature at times, especially when triggered, right? And so remembering that and being humble about it and so, like, I am welcome of anyone, you know, Christian, non-Christian, whatever. Like, to me, like, it doesn't matter. To me, the way I see it is God created all of us, you know. God created all of us, and we all have our own journey. We all have our own path. We have, we'll have our own calling. And, 
you know, we can try to spread the word and the gospel, right? But God knows when that person will make that connection, mm-hmm. hopefully, or not. Yeah, because like you said, our job is to spread the good news, to share the gospel with people, to go on and baptize, mm-hmm. you know, to make mm-hmm. disciples. But it's like very important thing that we should just mostly focus on is how we're actually living it out, like mm-hmm. living it. Mm-hmm. And then people will see like the difference in our lives. I'm like, wow, like, wow, Eileen is, she's, you know, she's so great. Like she prays before she eats, like <laughs> little things like that. It's like people catch on and like, yeah. oh, wow, like, you really pray before you eat, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. or like you just pray in general, <laughs> like, <laughs> or you read your Bible, you study the Bible, like people catch on to that, the things yeah. that you post, you yeah. know, and it's like when we're actually living it out, it makes it easier for people to just feel like, well, I can connect to, to Eileen, you know, mm-hmm. even though like I may not be a Christian mm-hmm. right now, I, I know where she's, I knew, know where she came from yeah. and look how, yeah. like how different she comes across and she, the person might even reach out to her. So yeah. like, it really is just us living it out and not putting so much emphasis on like segregating ourselves. Like, yes. oh, I can't hang around non-disciples. Yes. I can't so even talk to them. to them. Like, you know, yeah. like it would have been so discouraging to me. Like, if that was the case, and I was constantly, you know, asked, like, are you a disciple? Are you a disciple? Yeah. How long have you been a disciple? Yeah. Been... Like, like, you know, we need to relax a bit, too. Like, yeah. that's not the way of, we can't push our beliefs onto other people. Mm. Like, that's not, I don't think that's the way that God wants us to approach it. Mm. It's supposed to be in a subtle, like, loving way. Loving you know, way. In a loving way. And, like, for example, like, it can be in different ways. I know that I have a couple of friends who are non-Christian, and, Sometimes they'll just call me up and they'll be like, can you pray for me? And I'm like, really? And it, and it makes me feel like so like empowered, you know, like, wow, like even though I'm a quote unquote baby Christian, you know, God is using me in some way to help someone else and to help even strangers. I've had even like people I don't really know that well, like ask me to pray for them. And, like, people that I don't even know that will also tell me, like, you know, I prayed today for the first time in, like, 10 years. Mm. You know, I had that something like that happened to me recently. And I was just like, wow, amen. That was, like, the Holy Spirit using me. And so, you know, I, all I want to say is just, like, be let's be open. Let's be loving to everyone. Let's be accepting to everyone because that's that's what our father does for us he loves us all he accepts us all as we are even though we don't deserve it Mm -hmm. so let's let's try to be more christ-like i would say and that's how we can slowly start to break any like you know generational trauma any church trauma any you know all the healing that's where the healing begins you know that's where the healing comes from yeah i'm thinking about uh, a scripture in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 22, mm-hmm. it says, To the weak I, beca- I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. So, like, I don't know. I've been thinking about the scripture. Mm-hmm. And it's not talking about us, that, for example, in terms of, like, we're not going to go sin. If that person is sinning, I'm not going to go sin to, to just try to be like the person, right? Mm-hmm. But it's more of, like, I'm going to try to understand, put myself in this person's shoes, what is this person going through? Exactly. Be, you know, just be there for them. Be compassionate towards them so that I may understand and so that they can see like, wow, there is someone who actually cares for me, who yeah. actually wants to know what I'm going through, who actually like really loves me. Yeah. And when we're showing that compassion to, towards people, then we can naturally, like if you're a believer, naturally you will want to pray for the person mm-hmm. or share a Bible mm-hmm. scripture or, or or anything like that. Or even yeah. like ask if they even wanted to like study the Bible, if they want to, to experience God's goodness. But those are all things that come from like us just meeting the person where they're at. That's really yes. what it is. Meeting them where they're That's at. That's it. That's key. That's it. That's it. Cause I, 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 I put myself as an example. I came in, right. Out of the water, super zealous for God. Like, I was like, everyone needs to get baptized. Yeah. Everyone needs to experience this. <laughs> and it's not that I'm no longer zealous, but I do it in a way now where I'm like, I need to be more intentional and I need to just be cautious. Mindful. Mindful, right. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I know the truth now, right? I'm living it out. I know. I, I've experienced God. But I need to remind myself 
remember how where I came from. Like, yeah, and a lot of times, like, about. I forget. Like, I generally sometimes forget, but I need to remind myself, like, no, you came from here. Yes. So, like, yes. act according to, like, how you would receive it, yes. you know? So I need to, I can't be so strong on people because they just, they don't know the truth, mm-hmm. you know? With other mm-hmm. believers, yes, because we mm-hmm. have the Holy Spirit. We better know better. But for someone who doesn't know, we need to instruct them with kindness, with gentleness, and, like, mm-hmm. just... If they have any questions, you know, answer those questions. Like, just make them feel at ease and not make them feel judged or make mm-hmm. them feel like this is what you have to do. Otherwise, you are going to hell. You know, yeah, it's, it's really no. the approach. Okay, we get it. We know we get we know what the Bible says. We get we know what's the truth. Yeah. But if we just share it from perspective where they can receive it and they feel like I'm not being judged right now and they can actually start to know yeah. God mm-hmm. through us then they may actually want to change their life around. Mm-hmm. They just need mm-hmm. to get to know Jesus. It's not about what we what we do. Yeah. And it's not about pointing fingers. Yeah. That doesn't really help anyone. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And, um, you know, there's so many scriptures, right, a couple about just judgment in general. Um, and, like, you know, about, like, not throwing the stone unless you're mm-hmm. free of sin, right? Right. So, but, you know, all in all, we want to say is that we just, we just need healing. Like we all need healing. We've all been through things. Like we all have our own personal Mm -hmm. journeys. We all have our own traumas, um, you know, and a lot of, a lot of this stuff stems from childhood, you know, childhood, Mm -hmm. adolescence and, Mm -hmm. and these, this trauma has also like molded us and shaped us. Um, into who we are, but at the same time, it's also helped us grow. It, there's also been a lot of lessons that we've had to learn along the way. Um, I'm still learning. And still <laughs> learning. I mean, I just turned 32, Germany, Amen. year 27, correct? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like life still goes on. Praise Jesus, right? And so just, you know, in terms of healing and in terms of making amends with one another, I think that's where we really want to kind of close out this episode. And yeah. so there's two scriptures that we wanted to share. Um, the first one is Matthew five twenty three through 24. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Mm. It's very clear. First mm. things first, make those amends with the brothers, with your sisters, mm. with, with whomever, correct? And then the second scripture is Colossians 3, uh, verses 12 to 13. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Mm. And, I mean, that's deep. I mean, it's like pure, like, instructions right there of what we are to do with one another. Um, But I've got to admit, like, I'm guilty. I'm, like, number one guilty right here of it's so difficult for me to forgive. Like forgiveness yeah. does not come easy to me, um, especially if my broke my trust is broken. Mm. If my trust is broken, that's usually the, the the challenge I have. Like I can forgive, like I don't know, an argument, something petty, whatnot, yeah. disagreements. Like I can get up over all of that, but because of my childhood trauma, and because of the trauma just growing up all the way up until this age that I've, I've lived and I've, and I've experienced like broken trust over and over and over again, you know, Mm -hmm. with, with family, with, with close people to me that I thought were friends with significant others, like constantly betraying me in so many different ways. It's made it so hard for me to forgive. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was speaking to one of my friends this week and, I was just saying like, and even to my own therapist, and it's like, you know what, if you don't forgive yourself, you're carrying that darkness within you. And when I was told that, I was just like, wow, mm. like, ooh. It hurts it you. Hurts. It's hurting yourself. Yeah, it hurts, it hurts me because 
all the while, these other people have moved on. They're they're living their own lives. They don't really care for my feelings. They don't really care. They never really truly apologized and never owned up to their mistakes and and the trauma they caused me in my life. And and they're 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 good. But I'm here still stuck, you know, on so many things that have happened to me and continue to happen to me. So it's it's again, it goes down to where is that self love, mm. right? Those boundaries, those boundaries, right? That self love, that like, where is my integrity? Where is my worth as a woman, as a person? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, it's a work in progress. You know, I'm still working on it. But what definitely helps me is to remember the study of the cross. Mm. And I'm like, okay, if Jesus was betrayed by his own people by his own best friends, by his own disciples. He was sold for mere change. Like, he was spat on. He was crucified. He was just mm. completely belittled, disrespected, hurt. I mean, emotionally to the point that they say that he even, like, sweat out blood. I mean, that's unheard of. And, and, and like, it just... I remember that and I'm like, wow, like if, if Jesus went through all that for me and he still died for me, for my sins, knowing how many times I'm going to betray him over and over how and over again. I am, how? <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, I don't know I'm how grateful. God does it. Like, I don't know how God does it. Like, it's, it's because he's God because I, 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 it's hard for me. But that inspires me to be like, you know what? Like, it says in the word, if we don't forgive others, God's not going to forgive us. Mm. You know, and like you said about having inner peace. Yeah. I If I carry all this hurt with me, I'm never going to be happy within myself. I'm never going to be able to love myself to the fullest, to the capacity that I know I have so much to give. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times I just want to dismantle this, this um, just to close up too. A lot of times I feel like there's this misconception in the church that, um, self-love is, is like a self-righteous thing. It's like a negative thing. Like it's, it's not, it's, I'm not talking about idol, idolatrizing, idolatrizing yourself. Is that the word? Idolizing. Idol, idolizing. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not talking about idolizing oneself. It has nothing to do with having respect for yourself. It has nothing to do with having love for yourself and being kind to yourself. Like God says himself, like, we're to love others as we love him and ourselves. And ourselves. That means you have to love yeah. yourself. Otherwise, how are you going to love other people? Exactly. It just doesn't work that way. Like Aileen was sharing before, it's like you're pouring out of an empty cup. Yes. Like you're going to burn out quickly. Mm -hmm. Of course, no wonder, you know, we're bitter. We're ungrateful. Yeah. We're yeah. we're all stressed out and we just feel like we're, we're very unforgiving. Yes. We can't extend the grace that God has extended to us to others. Mm -hmm. It's because we're not, we haven't been able to love ourselves. Yep. You know, yep. and I think also like it's also for men too. Oh yeah, because I think this whole self love movement has been mostly like put on women, and like women they're just Ooh, always doing something. On a good point. But men need it too. Like yes. men, they just it's harder for them to be vulnerable emotionally mm -hmm. in general. So there a lot of times they're just bottling up all of their emotions, mm -hmm. and they feel like they can't let it out. Mm -hmm. So like it's a... we we encourage men yes please. to please have some. Some self love as well, whatever mm -hmm. it is it's for you. It may be completely different than what women yeah. do, but like take your day off. Like, do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. You don't have to be grinding 24 7 and burnt out. Like, you can take time for yourself as mm -hmm. well and just self reflect. Like, I think it's yes. important to mention that because a it lot is. of men, like, they just, again, internalize a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like they're giving as much of a space as women are to talk about these things openly yeah. and heal from them, Absolutely. you know? And then Absolutely. it trickles down to your family because then as the leader, right, of your household, you're now projecting that onto your wife mm. and your children. And now this whole this whole generational, like, trauma happens. And now we got to break from this generational trauma, right. but we, we got to heal from our own household. Like, yes. it's it's yes. this thing that just goes, it's beyond you. Like, it's, it's mm -hmm. really looking... At the bigger picture, at the future, future generations, do so you want your children, your grandchildren to go through the trauma that you've that gone you through? through? Like, mm -hmm. do you really want them to experience yeah. that? Or do you want to break the generational curse now, yeah. heal from it now? Amen. And then moving forward, let's just have this amazing home, this mm -hmm. of like love and pureness and respect. just respect and God's like God's presence. 
all and we're not saying it's going to be perfect. No, no, right? no, of course. But, but just in general, because we know there's, and we I, we both have, have come from like very, very traumatic, you know, families. And it's like, mm-hmm. again, it's not to judge our, our families no, because so. we know they know they don't know any better, mm-hmm. you know. But now that we do, we don't want, we want to make sure that we're not passing that on to like future generations. Yeah, because, like I don't want to pass that on to my child, you mm-hmm. know, and that's why. I'm doing the work now. Like I've, like I said, I've been in therapy since I was in high school and I've been in and out of therapy for so long and I've been consistently in therapy for four years and I do believe in therapy. I'm a therapist. I mean, I I would be, (laughs) I'm a little (laughs) biased biased. here. Um, But, you know, therapy, first God, of course, God number one, but God and combining that with that extra source of support with therapy and and Germany and and surrounding myself with positive people, like it really helps, you know, and, and yes, yes to all the beautiful men out there, you know, (laughs) like we see you, we hear you um please like i know that society you know has put this like standard for for years generation after generation like oh man don't cry boys don't cry oh stop being a little girl like i i'm sorry but i i don't have any like patience for comments like that because guess what they're human beings they're human beings they have the same emotions that we have they feel just like we feel they bleed like we bleed like stop Stop trying to like shut them out. Like stop. Like let's let's stop doing that. Like like for real. Like even sometimes us as women like mis can also mistreat men. Yeah. Like there's so much talk about how women experience abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, all types of abuse, but you know, little is reported on the abuse that men experience. Yeah. Yeah, and they're supposed to keep it like it's like if a woman is getting abused, like you better call the cops, you better mm-hmm. like get out of there. Mm-hmm. But if it's the other way around, it's like, well, just take it like a man, like just deal yeah, with it. Yeah, like, like what, what kind no, of advice come is on, that? Like, come on now. what kind of like it's just like the idea that we're putting out there of like no. men not being able to like express themselves is just mm-hmm. bizarre to me. And yeah, I think that's so where it's very, and we're feeding this culture of abusive relationships because. A lot of times it's men who haven't healed from their past traumas. Yes. Either they've been abused from childhood yeah, as well, yeah, or yeah. they just haven't had words of affirmation and they've always yes. belittled and and they've always, they've always been told like they're not a man, like they just, they need to just handle it and they need to just figure it out yeah. of themselves. So then they feel like they need to take control and now they got, they feel like they need to control women. They need to abuse women so that they can get, gain their control, control back. back right? So it's really just, again, this cycle. whole cycle that just starts with like let's just encourage each other whether it's a man or a woman yes. let's give each other words of affirmation and encourage each other yes. not put each other down you know see the goodness see the goodness in in other people absolutely yeah. and just you know love on one another and and you know men too like men want to be loved like men are just human beings like we are like respect i think the biggest thing in the word says that you know the way in which they receive love is by respect so yes. I think a lot of times, us as women, we can be very, like, we want to dominate. Yeah. So we're, like, we're trying to tell, like, men what to do. Or we're trying to just impose things on them. So I think that's a huge thing to also be, like, yes. reflect on. It's, like, reflect allowing on. them to be men. And yes. Just encourage them. Yes. Using our words. Because sometimes, <laughs> I'm honest, like, <laughs> sometimes I'm, like, what, like, <laughs> no offense to you men. But there's times where I'm, like, what are you doing? Like, whether it's, like my brother or my father or someone is like really but then i have to like be like okay they just see it differently like men just see things differently than women do we mm-hmm. have different priorities so it's like that's the whole reason why women are supposed to be a men's helper yeah. a man is a visionary and a woman we're able to like help them yes, and multiply and nurturing, nurture right? them multiply whatever idea they have come up with yeah, and just support kind of your man support. so yeah i think that's just <laughs> important to remember like we're just wired differently. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, and 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 give them their 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 place too, just exactly. like they are to give us our place, right? So, like for example, like I I get it, like I'm a single mom, and I get like I want to be independent and this and that, and I provide for my own child for the most part. Like yeah. you know, my co-parent is is partially in her life, but it, it's just it's me really raising her and me really providing for her. And I've gotten used to this for four years now. And so if, you know, 
a man comes into my life, like there is going to be an adjustment period where I'm like, uh, I'm kind of used to doing this on my own now yeah. with God. But, yeah. but also like being humble enough, being humble enough to know, like, I don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. And if I, if God sends me a partner who wants to be supportive of me, like we're a team. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We're a team. I'm not going to belittle you and make you feel like, oh, I don't need you at all. Because right. that's the lies. We and a just, man likes to feel needed. Like yes. they, need, they have to, they have something to, <laughs> to offer they, to the yes, relationship. Exactly. And, and like, and like we both want to feel needed. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just human nature. Mm -hmm. That's how God created us. Like that we mm -hmm. yearn for this love. We yearn for this connection. So like, let's just stop pretending like we're super women, you know, so sufficient. Uh, oh my gosh. Like I get it. I do because I, I have that part of me that, that does do that. But I think there has to be a balance. Yes. Like a, an equal balance. Let's work with each other. Let's yeah. communicate and then just affirming each other. Not tearing each other down. Love. Love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Yes. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Please let us know if you want us to do more of these kinds of episodes where we're just sharing like our heart mm -hmm. and like healing. You know, it's a huge thing and a process yeah. that we're going through and it's going to be yes. continual. So yeah, let us know what you guys want to see from us. Mm -hmm. We love you guys so much. And we love you. Remember that Jesus loves you way more oh yeah <laughs> we appreciate you guys and uh, we're gonna sign off so we are the, the dynamic, dynamic duo. duo we'll see you next week's episode bye, bye. so in those moments i just have to accept what they're saying and then i get to <laughs> <laughs> stop <laughs> there's nothing wrong with just hearing someone out <laughs> you know <laughs> you love me. <laughs> okay, well, let me just do some deep breathing. <laughs> breathe with us, breathe with us. Yeah. Don't you see these beautiful creations? <laughs> oh, by the way, there's an uh, Christian OnlyFans. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I cannot listen. This is why. This is exactly why people don't take us seriously. Yeah. Because it's like, what? <laughs> why? Why? Someone saying that she prayed to God and God said it was okay for her to strip. Yeah. To be a stripper. Not to mention the other comment that I just... I'm not being judgmental right now. I'm just saying yeah, like, no, I, I, I just can't take it seriously. I'm sorry because it's like, you're saying something that contradicts God's word and it's like, mm-mm-mm. <laughs>